Welcome to the Prophecy Club. You know, when Prophecy Club started in June of 1994, I thought everyone would just love Bible prophecy. I soon discovered <laughs> perhaps I didn't know as much as I should have known. Maybe I should have known a whole lot more about Bible prophecy, but I thought everyone would just love talking about Bible prophecy and learning all about it. Well, I soon discovered that was not the case. However, what I bring you today is something you are going to want to hear. However, it is not Bible prophecy. Maybe that's the reason so many people are going to want to hear this today. This is some actually pretty scary stuff, things that are about to happen. As you recall, when uh, Sundar Salvarage was had the angels visit him, they basically said that there was a lot of damage done during Obama's presidency and that there was a plan, a plot, that if Hillary had got in, that it would have undone the nation. In other words, the nation would have fallen. Because as you recall, back in 2015, there were all kinds of prophecies from lots of people basically saying, get your your guns, your groceries, and, you know, your store up prepare, and then all of a sudden, nothing. Next thing we saw, Donald Trump. And now we learn that God gave us a respite. In other words, he gave us a little bit more time. And, but I might also add, for the second time, he gave us more time. Well, this was sent to me by Bree Keaton. She called and she said, you've got to pull this off of Drudge Report. So I went to Drudge Report. She told me what to look for. It was not there. She told me the very title of the article. I scanned for it. I looked on Google. It was not there. So I thought, well, okay, let's try Fox, whatever it is, Foxfire, I think it is. No. So then I went to Bing. No, this was simply not out there. And I said, well, where'd you get it? She says, I just pulled it off a Drudge Report. I scanned for every word in the, the title of thing. It was no longer in Drudge Report. So apparently... <laughs> The powers that be do not want you to hear what I'm about to read to you. And then the next thing I'm about to read, they don't want you to hear this either. There is a concerted and planned effort to remove information that the elite do not want you to hear. So this broadcast is about to be information that somebody in high places does not want you to hear. So first, what I got from Bree Keaton. It's called How to Destroy a Society. Good luck. I could not find it anywhere. I will see if I can arrange to get this somehow put upon prophecyclub.com, the, the blog spot there. Anyway, it says, If I wanted to destroy an enemy society and had a long-term focus and wanted to destroy it stealthily and effectively, to make the society destroy itself and the ability to defend itself, I would do the following. One, I would destroy the religious ideals that built the country and held it together, allowing it to thrive and be exceptional. In short, I would destroy Christianity in the West. Two, I would destroy the family, the fabric of society. I would tear apart the nuclear family that produced stable children, future contributors to the nation's wealth and power, I would promote a, quote, gay agenda, 
one that targeted fertility and the subsequent lowering of the birth rate. I would make children not know what gender they are. I would confuse them. I would destroy the centuries-old family unit that produced generations of Americans that became the most powerful nation on earth. A society that does not reproduce is a dying society. Three, I would promote the concept of, quote, toxic masculinity, unquote, and extremist feminism. What better way to make the society less masculine, less able to field a strong military? I would push to have as many women as possible in the armed forces. I would push to put women in frontline infantry units. I would make the military conduct social experiments rather than focus on fielding the strongest armed forces possible, the most lethal, the most dangerous. I would make officers in training wear high heels to feel what it is like to be a woman. In short, I would feminize the male population making it less effective in battle. Four, I would destroy the educational system. I would plant Marxist professors throughout the university system, teaching new generations nothing about American history, but filling their heads full of communist propaganda. They would know nothing of Washington, Lincoln, or Jefferson, but instead know everything about Malcolm X and Lenin. Five, I would divide the races. What better way, what better method of dividing and conquering a nation than to foster a race war, filling minorities' heads full of lies of police brutality and developing a culture of hate towards law enforcement? Six, I would corrupt the federal government. I would fill the intelligence and security services with traitors to the nation's founding. When any political figure arose which threatened my diabolical agenda, I would use these corrupt agencies to target and frame any rising star who loved America, even if he was a duly elected president of the United States. Number seven, I would take away the population's means to defend itself, meaning I would take away their guns. The fear of an armed population would stop any invasion, I would get rid of this problem. Number eight, I would destroy self-reliance, ingenuity, by making over half of the population dependent upon the government, unable to take care of themselves. Nine, I would use big tech to completely remove any viewpoints or ideas that were associated with, quote, old America. I would ban them from the internet. I'd take over the Internet. I would work with other tyrannical powers to develop Internet censorship to eventually prevent any opposing views to be heard by anyone. Ten, I would corrupt the nation's leadership with money, finding those who would sell out the country for pieces of silver. I'd make sure that they were strategically placed in powerful positions. I'd shell out money throughout the legislature to make sure no laws were passed that opposed my agenda. 11. 
I would promote the disrespect of the nation's symbols. I would have people kneel during the national anthem, burn the flag, tear down statues of the nation's Christian history. I would also make people hate the very fabric of the nation that give them such wealth and power. Twelve, and the final number, I would find a straw man, a country, who is also a malicious adversary to America, though much less powerful, I would focus all the negative energy and recriminations towards this straw man country. In this manner, the targeted nation would be ignorant of my true intentions. The regime that would promote all of this change in the targeted country would be the largest communist regime in the world. It would have a 100-year plan to destroy its enemies and become the dominant force on the planet. It would have millions of its own citizens in concentration camps. It would force abortions on women and the sterilization of those who didn't want to reproduce within its own borders. Many of its workers would live as slaves with a life of no meaning. Its factories would have suicide nets around the roofs to prevent these workers from killing themselves out of despair. This nation would kill tens of thousands of its own citizens who dared to stand up for a future of freedom. Everything I have written above is happening right now in America in front of your very eyes. I'll give you a hint. It's not Russia. Of course, Revelation 18 says, I sit a queen, and am no widow, and shall see no sorrow. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death, mourning, and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire. Do you know how difficult it is to try to convince people that America is in the Bible, in Bible prophecy anywhere at all? If there is one thing that America does not want to realize is that she is in the Bible, and that the Bible does say that America is going to fall, and that's the reason, it, here's what it's saying. I said a queen, and I'm no widow, and she'll see no sorrow. You talk to the average American as I have, they don't believe that America could possibly fall. We are too big, too powerful, too strong, too wealthy to fall. We are too big to fall. Now, let's jump to the next article. This also was emailed to me. And I found this at reddit.com. That's R-E-D-D-I-T.com. Reddit.com. Title of the article is Great Awakening. It says, connecting some dots. I'm passing this on from someone who's connecting some dots with input from sources he cannot reveal. Here's what it looks like when all the pieces are sewn together. It smells like conspiracy and treason. Everyone needs to read this slowly and patiently because it's very important. From 2001 to 2005, there was an ongoing investigation into the Clinton Foundation. A grand jury had been impaneled. Governments from around the world had donated to the charity, unquote. Yet, 
From 2001 to 2003, none of those, quote, donations to the Clinton Foundation were declared. Now, you would think that an honest investigator would be able to figure this out. Look who took over this investigation in 2005. Why none other than James Comey. Coincidence? Guess who was transferred into the Internal Revenue Service to run the tax exemption branch of the IRS? Why none other than Lois. Be on the lookout, Lerner. (laughs) Lois Lerner. Isn't that interesting? But this is all just a series of strange coincidences, right? Guess who ran the tax division inside the Department of Injustice from 2001 to 2005? That's right, you guessed it, Assistant Attorney General of the United States, Rod Rosenstein. Guess who was the director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation during this time? Another coincidence, Rob Mueller. Well, what do all four casting characters have in common? Well, they were all briefed and were all part of frontline investigators into the Clinton Foundation investigation. Another coincidence, right? Well, let's fast forward to 2009. James Comey leaves the Justice Department to go and cash in Lockheed Martin. Hillary Clinton is running the State Department official government business on her own personal email server. The Uranium One issue comes to the attention of Hillary. Like all good public servants do, supposedly, looking out for America's best interest. She decides to support the decision and approve the sale of 20% of the United States uranium to who? The Russians. Now, of course, we prophecy students know, and this is, this is not part of the article, we prophecy students know that Russians is going to be one of the nations that attacks us, hitting us with nuclear weapons. Could it be that that nuclear weapon that hits where we live actually is made with American uranium? Okay, back to the article. Now, you'd think that this is a fairly straight-up deal, except it wasn't. America got absolutely nothing out of it. However, prior to the sale approval, none other than Bill Clinton goes to Moscow. He gets paid 500000 for a one-hour speech shortly after he meets Vladimir Putin at Vladimir Putin's home for a few hours. They probably had a drink or two. Okay, no big deal, right? Well, not so fast. The FBI had a mole inside the money laundering and bribery scheme. Robert Mueller was the FBI director during this time. Yep. And he even delivered a uranium sample to Moscow in 2009. Which, by the way, had to give you a disclaimer. None of this comes from me. I don't know. I can't verify a word of this. But once again, as a Christian, Jesus told us that the Holy Spirit is going to lead us into all truth. And a lot of times, just like you can tell when people are lying to you, well, sometimes you can also tell when telling the truth. And, you know, as I read this, it just sounds right. So I'm bringing it to you. So who was handling the case within the Justice Department out of the U.S. Attorney's Office in Maryland? Yep, you guessed it, Rod Rosenstein. Well, what happened to that FBI informant? 
The Department of Justice placed a gag order on him and threatened to lock him up if he spoke out about it. So how does 20% of the most strategic asset of the United States of America end up in Russian hands when the FBI has an informant, a mole providing inside information to the FBI on the criminal enterprise? Well, very soon after the sale was approved, $145 million in, quote, donations just happened to make their way into the Clinton Foundation from entities directly connected to the Uranium One deal. Hmm. Guess who was still at the IRS working the charitable division? You guessed it, Lois Lerner. Okay, well, that's just another series of coincidences, right? Nothing to see here. Well, let's fast forward to 2015. Due to a series of tragic events in Benghazi, and after the nine, quote, investigations the House, Senate, and the State Department made, Trey Gowdy, who is running the 10th investigation as chairman of the Select Committee on Benghazi, discovers something. He discovers that Hillary ran the State Department on an unclassified, unauthorized, outlaw personal email server. He also discovered that none of those emails had been turned over when she departed her, quote, public service as Secretary of State, which just happened to be required by law. He also discovers that there was top-secret information contained within her personally archived email. Well, sparing you the State Department's cover-up, the nostrums they floated, the daily tactics which were employed in outlaw, outright lies that were spewed forth from the necks of the Kerry State Department, we shall leave it with this. They did everything humanly possible to cover up for Hillary's dastardly deeds. Now, this is amazing. Guess who became FBI director in 2013? Yep, you guessed it, James Comey, who secured 17 no-bid contracts. Now, let me just pause here from the article. Uh, The way it's supposed to work, my understanding, is they're supposed to take bids, and then they take the lowest bidder, and they get the contract. Well, James Comey got 17 contracts. None of them were bid. So he gets these 17 contracts that were not bid on for his employer, Lockheed Martin. And the State Department, who was rewarded with a $6 million thank you present when James Comey departed Lockheed Martin. Amazing how all of those no bids just went right through, just sailed right through the State Department. Hmm. Now, Comey is the FBI director in charge of the Clinton email investigation. After, of course, his FBI investigates the Lois Lerner matter at the Internal Revenue, and he exonerates Lois Lerner. Nope. Couldn't find any crimes there. Mm-mm, couldn't. Then, in April 2016, James Comey drafts an exoneration letter for Hillary Rodham Clinton. Meanwhile, the Department of Justice is handing out immunity deals like candy. They didn't even convene a grand jury. 
like a lightning bolt of statistical impossibility, like a miracle from God himself, like the true gangsta, Comey, James steps into the cameras of an awaiting press conference on July the 8th of 2016 and why he exonerates Hillary Clinton from any wrongdoing. The article says, do you see a pattern? (laughs) He goes on and on. Rosenstein becomes assistant attorney general. Comey gets fired based upon a letter by Rosenstein. Comey leaks government information to the press. And Mueller gets assigned to the Russian investigation scam by Rosenstein, all to provide cover for decades of illegal activities within the FBI, the DOJ, and I'm going to add the IRS. FISA abuse, political espionage, pick a crime, any crime, chances are this group and a few others did it. All the same players, all compromised and conflicted, all working fervently not to go to jail themselves, all connected in one way or another to the Clintons. They are like battery acid. They corrode and corrupt everything they touch. How many lives have these two people destroyed? At this writing, the Clinton Foundation in its 20-plus years of operation of being the largest international charity fraud in the history of mankind, has never been audited by the IRS. Let us not forget that Comey's brother works for DLA Piper, which just happens to be the law firm that does the Clinton Foundation's taxes. The person that is the common denominator to all the crimes above and still doing her evil escape legal maneuvers at the top of the three-letter U.S. agencies. Who would you think that that person would be? Yeah, you guessed it. Hillary Rodham Clinton. Now, who is Lisa Barsoomian? Oh, now, by the way, let me step out of the article here again. (laughs) This is going to be real interesting. This Lisa Barsoomian, really good, really good point they point out here. So, who is Lisa Barsoomian? Let's learn a little bit about Miss Lisa H. Barsoomian's background. Lisa H. Barsoomian, an attorney that graduated from Georgetown Law, is a protege of James Comey and Robert Mueller. Barsoomian, with her boss R. Craig Lawrence, represented Bill Clinton in 1998. Lawrence also represented Robert Mueller three times, James Comey five times, Barack Obama 45 times, Kathleen Sebelius 56 times, Bill Clinton 40 times, and Hillary Clinton 17 times. Well, between 1998 and 2017, Barsoomian herself represented the FBI at least five times. You may be saying to yourself, okay, so who cares? Who cares about the work history of this Barsoomian woman? Well, apparently, someone does, because someone that had the power and the influence cares a lot, because they have purged our all Barsoomian court documents for her Clinton representation at Hamburg versus Clinton in 1998, 
and its appeal in 1999 from the D.C. District and Appeals Court documents? Someone out there cares so much, even the Internet has been purged of all information pertaining to Barsoomian. Historically, this indicates that the individual is a protected CIA operative. Additionally, Lisa Barsoomian has specialized in opposing Freedom of Information Act requests on behalf of the intelligence community. Although Barsoomian has been involved in hundreds of cases representing the D.C. Office of the U.S. Attorney, her email address is lisabarsoomian at nih.gov. Now, the NIH stands for National Institutes of Health. This is a tactic normally used by the CIA to protect an operative by using another government organization to shield their activities. It's a cover. Okay, so big deal. What does one more attorney with ties to the U.S. intelligence community really matter? Well, it deals with Trump and his recent tariffs on Chinese steel and aluminum imports. The border wall. DACA and everything coming out of California, the uniparty relenting opposition to President Trump, the Clapper leaks, the Comey leaks, Attorney General Jeff Sessions' recusal, and subsequent 14-month nap with occasional forays into marijuana legalization mix. But last but not least, Mueller's never-ending investigation into collusion between the Trump team and the Russians. So, why does Barsoomian, a CIA operative, merit any attention? Here it is, here it is. Get ready. Wait for it. Get ready. Here it comes. Because Lisa Barsoomian is Assistant Attorney General Rod Rosenstein's wife. Can't make it up. In other words, this is a little group of highly powerful, illegally people who decided that they were going to stop Trump from becoming president, and if he did become president, cook up a way to impeach him very quickly. None of it so far has worked, which is why we Christians better keep our prayers going. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your gifts of support. God bless. Now from the Prophecy Club, some exciting opportunities for you. I really want you to get these seven DVDs. Top Soviet War Plans for America, Russian Defector Warns America, I Saw Subs Attack America, Russian Bear Awakes, Babylonians Are Coming, Russia's Secret Weapon, Storm Judgment and Revival, and the First 34 Orders. Also, get Jeff Nyquist's book, Origins of the Fourth World War Free, valued at $230 for a gift of $50. But... You can call 785-266-1112 and get a code and go to watchprophecyclub.com and you can watch all seven of them for the next 90 days for a gift of just 20 bucks. 785-266-1112. 785-266-1112. Watch all seven of them for 90 days, gift of $20. The Extreme Summer Blowout is now in effect. You can get 50 DVDs for $250, that's $5 each, 25 for $160, that's $640 each, 15 for $120, that's $8 each, 10 for $100, obviously $10 each, 6 for $70, 
four for 50 and two for $30. You can go to prophecyclub.com. There's a list of all the DVDs there, or you can call us and ask for the summer catalog or download the catalog at prophecyclub.com. Flip through it, then decide which DVDs you want. That's 785-266-1112, and it expires soon. Call 785-266-1112 today. Some restrictions apply. Brian Melvin did an excellent job making this DVD called Hell in a Box and From Hell to Heaven. Excellent talk. I've heard about 30-some-odd talks of people that have passed on, some to heaven, some to hell. This is one of the best ones. This held my attention all the way through. Now, look, just as archaeology can be really powerful to win people to Christ, and you need that, you need this DVD in your hands to show people this will convince people. I'm saying this will convince the skeptic to get saved very powerfully. You want this DVD in this book, Hell in a Box and Hell to Heaven, and the book, A Land Unknown, Hell's Dominion. DVD gift of 30, book gift of 20, both for gift of 45, prophecyclub.com or 785-266-1112. The Hell Gift Offer. Keep them out of it with the Hell Gift Offer. prophecyclub.com, 785-266-1112.